Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Tracy Minatulo. Tracy, are you ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. Excellent. Let's do this. Tracy is a side hustler, hustling smarter. She helps nine to fivers create impact while building businesses that light them up from the inside out, which is music to my ears. Tracy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we just discussed this, but I'm in San Diego. I'm originally from the East Coast, but I've been out in San Diego for something like 14 years now. I love it here. Um, But I am a microbiologist by training, and that has been my full-time job for over 20 years now. Um, But I've always been uh, a side hustler of all different shades, I guess, for most of my adult life. So I've done everything from part-time jobs to, you know, sort of one-off little gigs and all kinds of things to earn extra money. But about four years ago, I decided I actually wanted to create something for myself that was um, 100% me, that I had control over, that wasn't a part-time job or anything. I wanted to create a business. So um, I headed down that path and it took me a little while to settle on my first business idea, but I did, um, actually it was pretty cool. I was a uh, virtual assistant helping podcasters. So I was doing a lot of the behind the scenes work, doing show notes, blog posts, managing um, like Facebook communities, all kinds of things for podcasters. And one of my clients uh, was a career coach, still is, he's a pretty awesome guy, Um, but he gave me a lot of opportunity to, um, I guess, just be out in the forefront of his community Um, and you know, I ended up just over time getting more and more opportunities with him. It led to coaching actually inside of one of his programs. And once I got a taste of coaching, I, I knew there was no turning back. So from there, um, since I already knew how to build a side business, I decided to put the two together, the coaching and the side business. And and here I am. I love it. Nice. Microbiology, huh? Yep. Yep. Okay. So what is that? Does that mean you, you look through microscopes and try to figure out what's going on? Yeah. So my particular brand of microbiology is uh, pretty like industrial or, well, it's like um, it's not research. Um, in my case, it's quality control. So uh, what I do is actually look at raw materials and finished goods to make sure that they meet specifications. Um, also, it, manufacturing environments as well. So my team will go in and sample the air and sample surfaces and everything and make sure that our manufacturing environments are meeting all of the criteria that they need to in order to produce a safe and effective product. So I am on the QC side of things. But yes, uh, looking under microscopes, identifying different organisms, um, all kinds of fun things. Also known as stuff I have no idea about at all. So moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I've been... I've been working in the financial world for for a, a good little while, and for a period of time, I was I was in management, which meant that I was hiring people to become financial advisors, and it was a lot of taking employees and helping them learn to be entrepreneurs, and that was always a very very difficult thing to do. So, I, I guess it's sort of a big question, but how does somebody get started? Yeah, and actually you touched on kind of a big thing because when, you know, it sounds great to start a business. Everybody, I would say, eh, everybody, most people, I think at least once in their lives have said, I would love to own my own business, I think, even just as a passing thought or a whim. um, It's just an attractive thing. But uh, what people don't realize, especially if you've been um, an employee, 
you know, for the most part is there's a lot of things that go into having your own business that, you know, you just kind of have to, I guess, uh, force yourself to do. You have to take on roles and do things that you probably would never have to do, um, in, in a situation where you're working for somebody else. Um, and one of those things is learning to sell yourself, learning to sell in general, but learning how to kind of toot your own horn as well. Um, there's a lot of things that like, that if you are, you know, for me, as an example, you know, several layers away from the customer sitting in the lab with my lab coat, you know, there's things that you just don't know. And you have to don't you really just kind of dive in and, and learn it as you go and not give up. And it isn't so easy at first. No, it is, it is not so easy at first. I think that one of the things I think I saw one of your blog posts was talking about how, how you, you bucket time. And I think that if you are working a nine to five full-time job, and you potentially have a family or hobbies, how, how do you try to find the right rhythm? Right. Yeah. And that, that's another thing. A lot of uh, side hustlers that I see are focusing on the things that might be a little bit more uh, glamorous, like building the websites and setting up social media and you know maybe starting a podcast or doing what, all these other things, but they're avoiding doing the thing that would actually lead to getting clients, which is actually talking to people and telling people that they have a business and really getting out there and sharing that. So with my time bucket system, there's actually seven different buckets um, that your time can fall into, the time that you spend in your side business. And your marketing bucket is, is, is there, but it's not usually something I'd recommend to be the biggest bucket at the beginning of the journey. Um, I would actually uh, recommend folks spend the most time, say if you have 15 hours a week to put into your hustle and you don't have any clients yet, you know, let's put most of that time, most of that 15 hours into talking to people, getting out there in that outreach bucket and really, you know, where the rubber meets the road, because especially if you haven't had a client yet, um, you're going to want to get out there and start working, you know, and doing the thing and doing it, you know, for money, um, for people. And it, that'll help you to figure out if you're on the right path, maybe you need to make adjustments. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if you want me to say more about the seven buckets, but, or. Yeah, I'd actually, I'd love to, I'd love to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. I, I heard this, somebody gave me this, this line a couple of years ago. He said, stop treating your business like a toy. And that really resonated because it is really easy to focus on the minor things or, to, or, or, or the sexier, funner things like a website or your logo or junk like that and, and avoid the real meat and potatoes. So we'd love to talk about the same right. buckets. Yeah. So, or the other thing too, is to, you know, just consume content and take courses mm. and wait until you're quote unquote ready, you know, right, right. um, that would be the other thing. And that is, I mean, that's the learning and development bucket and that's there as well. Um, and there's not really a hard and fast rule here. So essentially there, the, there are these buckets and you know, you only get 24 hours in a day. Some of that time you're actually sleeping. So, you know, you need to take what's left over and you need to divide it up in a way that's actually going to move the needle for you. But you know, different folks are at different places with their businesses and they may have different goals, um, you know, different points of time, but somebody who's just starting out. And those are the folks that I most, um, often will be working with are people that are really just getting going. They have their business idea. They know what they want to do, but they, you know, on the cusp of landing that first client. So for those folks, I absolutely recommend spending most of the time just in outreach, just letting people know what you do going to net. Well, not necessarily networking, networking events, but getting out in your community, going to meetups and, you know, just talking to folks. And how, how often do you find that they need to break some kind of belief barrier or because it's probably going to be uncomfortable for them to do that, right? So yeah, yeah. behavior. 
definitely. Um, I see this a lot, for instance, over on Facebook, where um, I have a Facebook community. A lot of times we'll talk about, you know, how often do you promote your business, you know, on your profile? How often do you talk about what you do? And a lot of, there's a lot of resistance there. I know, you know, it's understandable if you have, you know, a full-time job and you're concerned about, you know, if it's going to impact anything with your employer. I, I get that. Totally sensitive to that. And obviously you have to be intelligent about it, um, understand, you know, kind of what the limits are. But at the end of the day, especially nowadays, and especially as a like a solopreneur, you're putting yourself out there. You are the face of the brand. You, people want to know about you. People want to see you. They don't want to see a logo necessarily. They want to connect. And so it really is important to get out there and you know be connecting with other people as a person and you know learning how to do that. And it isn't necessarily that easy. I consider myself um, an introvert. So it's something, it's a, a muscle that I've had to strengthen, but, you know, I think that makes me a little more sensitive to other people who are resistant and, you know, who at first it's a little bit of a struggle, but you take baby steps. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely a, a benefit because you're able to empathize with people and identify with, with, with what they're feeling. And I think that the majority of us are probably not necessarily wired to, to, to go and talk to strangers. So it is a bit of a, a bit of a new skill to learn. All right, so so what? Let's just round out the seven buckets. So we have sure. learning and development, marketing, outreach. Yeah, we have planning, which would be like your weekly review because you want to make sure that you know what you are doing is actually you know getting results for you, that it's actually effective stuff. Um, so basically, that would be anything you know where you've got metrics for your business, taking a look at those, um, analyzing, seeing what that means. Um, growth would be something that comes maybe a little bit later down the pipeline, but it is basically where you're developing a new idea, a new product or service. Um, but it could also be the validation of your initial idea. So that would be, you know, if you put out market research surveys and you do, you know, conversations with folks like in the very beginning to make sure that you're, you know, developing something that somebody's actually going to be excited about and pay you for. Right. Um, <laughs> then there's the administrative bucket, which is like the, uh, the fun stuff, like, you know, sending invoices, paying your bills, managing your subscriptions, doing taxes could also be evaluating new tools and things that you want to use, might want to use in your business. Um, there's the clients bucket, which is pretty much what it sounds like. It's anything client related. So client work, if you're a freelancer, um, you know, if you're a coach, it could be actually like coaching sessions or prepping for, uh, work with your clients, all kinds of things like that. Um, the marketing bucket, which we mentioned, and that's anything that in, in my world, marketing should be fun. It should be something that, you know, you don't dread doing. So if you are not excited about doing video, maybe don't do video or maybe don't do it right away. If you're more of a writer, go with writing. You know, if you want to start a podcast instead, that's a better place to start rather than trying to do all the things and, you know, just because everybody else is doing those things. Um, yeah. And then we've got the outreach bucket, which I mentioned. So that's basically having direct conversations with people. And it's, I actually include um, potential like partnerships and collaborations and just meeting people kind of in your space in this outreach bucket. But, you know, ideally, especially in the beginning, you want to talk to people who, you know, at least are in your target market so you can be gathering information and making connections with folks. Then learning and development, which is uh, courses and, you know, reading and that kind of thing. Got it. Well, I think that those are great and definitely hits on all the areas. So awesome. Is are, are the majority of side hustles are, are, are these going to be online type activities or? Yeah, and they don't necessarily have to be, but I find like just by virtue of the fact that I'm online, um, most of the folks that I interact with and uh, will work with have some component of their business online. So 
Uh, for instance, right now I have somebody who is actually, she's actually a licensed therapist, but she's looking to start a coaching business. So she can only practice therapy with her license in her local area, but she's looking to build out, you know, this coaching business and have that be, you know, global. So there are all kinds of things you can do. Um, but you know, uh, one of my good friends here in town, actually, you know, she's got a pretty awesome dog walking business. So hmm. <laughs> tons of stuff you can do. Yeah, it is a, it is a matter of, of trying to narrow that down. So what does the process for that typically look like? Uh, the process for that looks a lot like the process for finding a great job, actually. Um, you know, just work that you love. And, you know, it was actually interesting. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend yesterday because I, her brother is going through a little bit of a, like at this point in time, trying to figure out what to do next. And it really is just a matter of, you know, going with the information you have that's available to you at any given time, um, past work experiences uh, or even unpaid experiences, what feels good? What do you love? What do you love about those things? Really paying attention to the things that are um, exciting. Maybe the job, maybe your boss isn't great, but maybe there's something about the work that you're doing that you actually actually really like. Um, maybe there's just something about the people that you get to interact with. It's paying attention to those small details and trying to make adjustments over time to get more and more of those things into the work that you do. So, um, with a side business, you know, you have to start somewhere. So ideally it's, it should be something that you have a little bit of skill around. Um, it doesn't have to be a ton though. You don't have to be the best, you know, web designer in the world to get out there and help somebody with websites. Um, but it should be something that you have a little bit of skill with. It should also be something that you enjoy, something that, you know, you wouldn't mind doing for, you know, on average, a side hustler puts in, I would say between 10 and 20 hours a week from what I've seen. So you have to be cool with that. You know, maybe you're getting up in the morning, spending time, you know, writing code or whatever it is that you're going to be doing or whatever you're doing for your clients. And you have to not hate that. So really just looking at those things that are both, you know, something that you have a level of skill, but you also have the enjoyment enough that you want to keep growing and developing your skill over time so that it gets better. It's fascinating for you. Um, and then something that has um, a demand in the market, something that people are actually paying for. And that's the recipe for a side hustle. Yeah. And I think that that makes all the sense in the world as well. If you are not excited about it or passionate about it, it's not going to work, I bet. You're talking about 10 to 20 hours a week, which is a lot. So you better be excited about this. Otherwise, you're not going to get out of bed or you're not going to stay up late. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know right off the bat either. So for instance, I had a VA business uh, for about two years. That was the first business that I started. And I love the people that I was working with. And I love, you know, the projects that I was involved with and just everything that I was learning. But after a while, it started to feel really kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of tedious mm -hmm. <laughs> is the right word. Um, and it really, you know, like I started to feel like within myself that something needed to change. Um, and so, you know, the pieces of the puzzle that I loved was, you know, really interacting with people who are on the path for, you know, improving themselves, whether it's in a career or a side business or whatever it is, they really, they want something more. And what I really, you know, figured out that I loved was actually facilitating that, helping people on that path. And so that's how I actually, you know, ended up grabbing the opportunity to coach and then move, moving on from there. So it's, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. I think you just have to make your best, most, you know, educated guess with the information that's available to you now and just start taking steps and paying attention to how you feel. Yes. Do not let perfect be the enemy of good. It's never mm -hmm. going to be perfect. So, well, like so many things in life, I would imagine that accountability 
is probably one of the toughest things for people doing a side hustle. How do you coach people with that? Yeah, and accountability comes in a lot of different flavors too. Um, there are people that are that have a high degree of accountability to themselves. Um, they, you know, they can say, "I'm going to do X, Y, and Z," and they because they've said it, they will do it. Um, but then there are the rest of us, and so <laughs> I, <laughs> I highly recommend that people find support, find community, find a business. I call them business buddies. But you know, when I was first starting out in my uh, VA business. I did. And just, you know, I found folks in communities online. I found um, somebody who actually was doing websites. He did my first website for me. And we just we found out that we both love craft beer and it just became this thing. And then we started having weekly calls and we kept each other accountable. And, you know, when we weren't having a great week or whatever, you know, I, like I it was great to have somebody to to talk to and to bounce ideas off of um, and, and somebody who gets it. So that's the thing that I think a lot of side hustlers will, will face, you know, either with their families or with their friends or, you know, the, just the folks in their lives. They may not have a lot of people that are really like that really understand, like truly understand what they're trying to do. They may just think, you know, you have this crazy thing that has you getting up early or staying up late. And I don't know why you do that. You know, why wouldn't you rather just go out drinking or watching TV or so, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> it's just really important to find the people that are just as crazy as you are <laughs> trying to build this thing on the side of a full-time job, a family and all the other things that life throws at us. So that's the best thing um, that you can do. And then, you know, within that, whatever that accountability needs to look like, you know, it could be, you know, again, I was helping a friend get up, uh, actually he wanted to wake up earlier. So, uh, every morning he would just send me a text. I'm up, you know, with a screenshot of his watch, nice. uh, his phone. So, just, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people know what they need. It's just a matter of not being afraid to ask for it and, and look for other people because there are other people out there who would absolutely love to support you and, you know, maybe you can support them back. I think that that's awesome advice. Well, Tracy, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? All right. So I would say, you know, if you've got this idea in your mind, you want to start something, you want to start this business, I would say just take the first step. Get out there, um, you know, and that first step could look different depending on where you're coming from. Um, I think if you've got a skill you've already, you know, you've honed to a degree, find somebody you can help, you know, either paid or unpaid, but just get out there and try it. Um, you know, and if you're doing a little bit of soul searching, ask five friends these questions. I just ask them, you know, what do you think are my biggest strengths? What would you come to me, you know, to help, for help with? And then see what they tell you and start looking in those places to see what your, your great side hustle idea, idea could be. I love it. That is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Tracy, thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can they work with you? Yeah, definitely. So the best place, uh, well, the fastest place to get to know me and hang out a little bit is my Facebook group. It's called the Side Hustle Success Lab. And you can actually just get over, you can go to SideHustleSuccessLab.com. It'll take you right there. Um, I also have a, if, if you are in business right now, or you're at the beginning of a, a business, I've got a, um, a guide that'll help you to find your first or your next clients. And I, that's at tracyminutolo.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-M-I-N-U-T-O-L-O.com backslash clients guide. Excellent. And we will definitely list that in the notes of the show. So you'll be able to find it. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tracy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the Facebook group and again, find the guide in the notes of the show and check that out. Thank you again, Tracy. Thank you so much, George. It's been fun. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together.
What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!